What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. Um, welcome to the passenger seat. My name is Ali Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy you're here. I hope you had a great week. If you didn't, you are in the right place, babe. <laughs> Sorry for that. Um, but I am happy you're here. I'm really excited about today. It's a good day. Today, the weather is finally warming up, so I'm feeling like a person again. Honestly, I feel like I only feel like a person when I can wear sundresses. Like, I look, the winter is fine. The fall is fine. I love a fall fit. Like, I love, like, a jean and a little sweater, a little little top with a cute jacket. I do. I love a fall fit. Summer, if all I have to do to get ready is, like, put on some tinted moisturizer and throw on a sundress, like, that's the happiest you're ever going to see me. So I've been vibing. I've been vibing. It's been a really weird week. It's been a very weird week. I went to this influencer event. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I went to this uh, event that Steve Madden was putting on. I went as a like a guest, uh, like a plus one of uh, Eli. If you remember, I had Eli on the show. She like invited me to come with her. I was like, okay. (laughs) And it was so weird, guys. It was so weird. I know it's like, Because, like, I don't really consider myself, I mean, for as much as I do social media stuff, like, I don't consider myself an influencer, right? And there's nothing wrong with being an influencer. It's just not really what I do. Oh, my God. This was the strangest event I've ever been to. And, like, everyone was super nice, super cool, also so gorgeous. Every single person in the room was truly so gorgeous. You're like, I didn't know people looked like this IRL. But it was just an interesting thing to be around when you consider oh like these people who are here in this room they do this every week they do this all the time like this is just part of their vibe like part of their life part of what they do that's crazy like I'm walking around like Alice in fucking Wonderland I got my ear pierced I got a free pair of shoes I mean I was like what am I doing here why am I here oh that's Tyler Cameron like what am I doing here it was fun though it was just weird it's just such an interesting environment and also like being around people who do TikTok is so different like uh like it's just such a, a new platform that I feel like it's really interesting talking to people who I mean, like, because I've been doing this for kind of a long time now. Like, I've been on social media with a platform for, like, almost five years. I think about five years now. So it's very different for me. Like, it's not as, like, shiny and new and exciting for me anymore. I mean, it's obviously awesome and really fun and exciting. It's a great job. But it it isn't that, like, whoa, this has, like, exploded all out of nowhere. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, like, hearing the perspective of people for whom it is so new and shiny, like, almost reinvigorated me and reminded me of how cool it is that I get to do this for a living but yeah it was really interesting shout out Steve Madden you bestie he was literally there like actual Steve Madden like the man himself he was there I was like oh my god from the wolf of wall street (laughs) oh my god the inventor of the Mary Jane it's kind of cool I like kind of I I took like a covert picture with him over my shoulder because I was excited I met a bunch of people that were really cool. 
I also met, if you guys have heard, I've done, we've ran a couple ads for their show on this podcast, actually. It was Brooke and Danielle from Gals on the Go podcast, and they were so cool, so nice. I definitely want to have them on the podcast soon. Uh, they were so cool. I literally was like, oh my God, we should be friends. I also met Kit Keenan, who I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I'm like such a fan of hers. <laughs> like truly a fan because... I, we live in like the same neighborhood so I always see like her she's living like the best life version of where I live and I'm living like the normal people <laughs> version of how she lives and I just find her so aspirational and fascinating and she's just, like really really nice too it's not that I didn't expect her to be nice it's just like she was really really nice like I'm always excited when people are cool and fun and nice and normal yeah, and I met Piper from from the Bachelor franchise as well, who was also very sweet. Uh, every yeah, everyone literally everyone I met was nice. There was not one person I met that was like shitty or weird or like not nice. So that's always nice. <laughs> Do not take a shot for every time I say nice. No, but it is. It's it's good to know when people you follow or you look up to or whatever are actually cool and normal people. Like, there's something about me where I like am kind of. I don't know. I'm a little shy. Like I don't I don't go to events like this mostly because I don't I'm not as comfortable networking. I'm not as comfortable with that kind of vibe. And I also am never I'm never going to be friends with somebody because of uh because of yeah, like networking reasons, you know. If you ever see me hanging out with an influencer or like somebody with a platform or something, it's because I genuinely like them and think that they're like a good person. Uh so it's always it's nice for me to know that these people are like good people and are like fun and cool and smart and fun and nice. But it was weird. It was <laughs> it was definitely weird. I definitely felt out of place. I definitely was like, I cannot believe people do this like every week. This is super crazy. I also had wine because there was no other option. And <sighs> I only had one glass. And I hadn't had anything else that entire night, so it was fine. Like, I had eaten plenty of dinner. I was drinking water. Like, I had one glass of wine. It was not a big deal. Unfortunately, I did then have a glass of wine on Friday night <laughs> where it was like an end of the night thing. Never. Listen to me. Listen to me. And this is not just a me thing, I swear. Obviously, I cannot handle wine. It fucks me almost every time. But listen, if you are ever out and you're having a little night, and you've been drinking various types of alcohol, and you're mixing, and like you're having mixed drinks, you're having liquor, your espresso martini, which I'm never going to have again, but whatever. Um, all of that is happening. Do not end the night with wine. Do not, do not look at a, a wine and think, that seems like a fun, flirty way to end the night. No. <laughs> no. You're going to want to die the next day. It's a bad idea. So, you know, there's that whole like uh, beer before liquor, never been sicker, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. So for a long time, I felt beer is wine. Beer and wine are the same. You can substitute wine in there and it's fine. That is not true. That is not. Tr if you're having wine, you're going to want to have wine first. You're going to have a glass of wine and then have whatever else you're having. Do not ever end with wine. Like, I don't know what I I like was having a very fun night. I was feeling spicy. I was feeling 
feisty and fun, whatever. I have one glass of wine. I literally was like, I'm going to die now. Like, I I have to go home immediately. Like, right now, it is bedtime. Like, nothing else matters than me getting into my home before I die. Like, there's something is not right here. Also, one glass of wine. And I was, like, texting. Oh, my God. I was this close to sending a very thirsty very embarrassing DM. I think we can all thank God that I don't know I found some inner strength to say perhaps not. Now if I'd had one more glass of wine yeah I probably would have sent it. It was so like I remember typing it out looking at it and thinking I will regret this so hard in the morning and had I had one more glass I would have been like yeah fuck it, I don't care but I didn't send it thank God it would have been so, so fucking embarrassing. I did though text this guy This guy I've kind of been seeing, but not really at all. We've actually never met. We just keep dancing around like this. When are we going to fucking actually meet in person? Like we keep being like, okay, like Wednesday night, I am all yours. Wednesday night, we'll meet up, blah, blah, blah. Here's my number. And then like something will come up or like he'll text me like, what are the odds you're free right now? I'm like, I am not free right now. Can't do it. Or, you know, like all this stuff and as yet, we literally just keep missing each other. Like, it's just not working out where it kind of feels like perhaps it's not meant to be. And then we didn't talk for like a week. And I was like, yeah, but I would like to see him. I would like to meet him and at least fucking see. I mean, after it has truly been like almost a month of this, of this like musical chairs or whatever. That's probably the wrong expression, but you get what I mean. I'm like, am I ever going to meet this man? So I texted him off the wine and was like hey personally and let me know if you disagree with this personally I think you should ask me out again and he responded and was like yeah personally I definitely agree what are you doing right now and I was like hell yeah I'm out with my friends I'm in the village like let's meet up he's like amazing I'm in Chelsea and then I finished the glass of wine and I said nope (laughs) nope it's not going to happen love it's not going to happen tonight so sorry for that accent he is British though and that's probably part of the reason it's good if we never meet because he will kill me like he will murder me if I am speaking in this British accent to him I don't know I feel like I'm in my British era I keep wanting to go out with British guys like a British himbo because if it's good enough for Taylor Swift it's good enough for me have you guys seen that um Taylor's boyfriend Joe he's got this new show on Hulu conversations with friends I started watching it and then I was like, I I feel, I feel wrong watching this. This feels like I'm watching my friend's boyfriend cheat on her. Like, I know that that's unhinged. I know that that's parasocial. Don't care. Can't watch it. Made me feel too weird. I was like, why are you cheating on mom? How are you doing? Why are you doing this to her? Like, so publicly. (laughs) Anyway, I couldn't watch it. But if you watched it, let me know. So that was kind of the week and the weekend. Weird, but not bad. Definitely not bad. I feel like we're getting into the like um, spicy summer, I guess. That's what I'm looking for. Like I just want to have like adventures this summer, which actually is going to be our first little segment because I got a DM asking how to initiate or how to, you know, keep up a summer fling if you want a summer fling, which don't we all want a summer fling? Also, I started a voicemail line for the podcast, and I'm going to read the number to you, um, you know, after the show as well. Hold on. If you ever want to call in, the voicemail line is 847-282-0462. Okay, yeah, so I started this voicemail line so you can call in. I got some really funny, (laughs) I got some drunk voicemails this weekend, but one of them I thought was actually kind of a good question, and it's asking about 
you know, the summer after you come home from college, she's saying, well, I'll, I'll play it for you, but it's a voicemail. We'll play the voicemail. Um, and then I got a DM asking about outfits for hot, steamy July New York City summer visit. Like, what do you wear when it's hot? It's fucking disgusting out and you still want to look hot and sexy, but you don't want to be physically hot, like steaming. Um, and that is going to be the episode today. I'm really excited about it. Oh, also next week, I'm pre- yeah, next week, we're going to be having a guest that I'm really excited about. I'm not going to tell you who, but I'm really excited about it. I think you're really going to love her. She's, I truly think she is my daughter. Like I'm in love with her. So if that sounds fun and spicy and exciting to you, keep on listening. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for... Gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do but I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy and that's why I love today's sponsor BetterHelp because uh, I mean there are states in America even where 
there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D. Okay, I cannot find the DM. I don't know where I what I did with it. I don't know if I didn't screenshot. I feel like it has to be in here somewhere. I swear I did not make up that somebody asked me about summer fling etiquette, but I can't. I can't find... Oh, oh, I found it. I found it. Okay, this was from Brooke, and she said... So I've recently decided I'm interested in having a little summer fling, but how do you initiate a summer fling? How do you communicate to someone that you want your relationship to have an expiration date? I think there's something so just like cinematic about the idea of a summer fling. This idea of like, okay, we're going to be together for six months and then six months, that's a long time, six weeks. And it has this like gorgeous little arc and it'll be this thing that you think about when you're old and gray and think, oh, I had this summer fling with a handsome man, the summer that I was 21 or whatever. Uh, And like that, there's something very just romantic and like cinematic about it. Personally, I've never really had, um, no, I've never really had a, no, I've never really had a summer fling. There was that old guy. (laughs) Do you guys remember when I was seeing that old guy? He literally was old. I don't know why anybody let me do that. I was 22 years old and he was 37. The man had seen the rise and fall of the pyramids. Like that man, like he was alive during the moon landing, I think. Maybe. I don't know. That that doesn't sound right. No, because my parents were alive during the moon. Land. When was that? 1965? If it even happened. I'm all over the place today. Anyway, um, I guess that was kind of a summer fling, but I wouldn't say that that. I would not say that that really counts. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I think there's something so like aspirational and gorgeous about it. Like this little like limited time bubble where you just fit a whole relationship into this little pocket. Because I also think there's a part where you're like, okay, I'm not going to get hurt because it has an expiration date and everyone's on the same page, but I still get to have passion and excitement and hot sex and like really have fun this summer, right? So a summer fling is what we all want, right? Who doesn't want a summer fling? Even me who like, I'm fully not looking for that right now. Like I want, I want a fucking relationship and it sucks. Dating when you actually want a relationship, nightmare scenario. But dating when you want a summer fling, kind of fun. What was I saying? Oh yeah, even me who like, I know I'm looking for a relationship and if I let myself have a summer fling, I won't actually look for anything it's tempting honestly it's tempting like that guy went out with uh, a little while ago that we had that like one night stand if he was like do you want to have a summer fling would you like to like just have sex all summer and then never talk to each other again I would be like yes you know what sir yes I would (laughs) yes in fact that sounds like something I absolutely sign up for like where do I sign the contract but yeah I understand that there's this kind of like how do you even start something like that As usual, it all starts with communication. You have to be so clear that the thing you're looking for is nothing. (laughs) 
Actually, I think we can start even further back than that. Are you absolutely positive that this is something you can handle? Are you absolutely sure that what you really want is just a summer fling? You just want something casual? If you do, yes, we'll move forward with it. But really soul search because I actually feel like the summer fling could be an easy way to get hurt if you're not on the same page. You know, a little August Taylor Swift moment. I I would say the first thing you do... <laughs> Uh, okay, you meet somebody. They're attractive. You think that they're nice. That's a big important aspect of this summer fling. They can't be someone who doesn't care whether you live or die, right? Like this cannot be somebody that like hate, like truly does not care if you wake up tomorrow. Like has to be someone that at least is nice to you and respects you. Wow, the bar is on the floor, but it's for a summer fling. It's not for a boyfriend. So yes, they need to like be nice and respect you. I would say. Do not do this with a friend. I would say don't pick a friend because you're getting into friends with benefits territory. That's always messy. That's going to be complicated. And you're going to have to keep seeing them. So it doesn't really like the relationship doesn't really have an expiration date. So you're picking somebody who is attractive. You probably don't have overlapping social circles. There's no real reason that you would need to continue any kind of relationship after the fact, after it ended. So the first time you're hanging out with them or whatever, you should you should hook up with them. At least make out with them. So it's clear that this is not like a, we're dating. Like I'm, I'm interested in actually getting to know you as a person. You're like, I'm interested in getting to know your body. So you hook up with them, make out with them, whatever you want to do. And then you need to have that conversation the second time. I wouldn't have it maybe the first time unless you're in a date scenario. Like if you're on a date with them, and it's not like, a, oh, I met him out or, you know, I, he's a friend of a friend and we just like hooked up at a party. If it's somebody that you're on a date with, then you do need to say from the jump, hey, listen, I just want you to know I'm not looking for anything serious. And then they can do with that what they will. But if you're in a scenario where you've just like met them out, you're at a party, whatever you hook up. The next time you see them, you text them and you're like, hey, like, do you want to hang out? And make sure it's kind of a late night hangout, right? Because this is a fling. This is not a love affair, right? This is a fling. You're going to text them to hang out um, late at night, like come over after being out or meet them out at a bar or something when you're out with your friends. And after like the second time you hook up, if you've established for yourself, because this is about being selfish a little bit, right? Establish for yourself that they're a decent person. You know, they're not a jerk. Um, and you like hooking up with them, like you're attracted to them, and you, you can stand spending time with them, this is where you say, hey, I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> okay, that makes it sound like you're writing an email. Don't say, I just wanted to let you know. Be like, this is so fun. I'm having so much fun with you. Or this was really fun. I really like hanging out with you. I'm not really looking for anything serious right now, but if you want to, like, keep hanging out this summer, I'd be really down for that. Say it in your absolute best, like, cool girl band t-shirt holding an unlit cigarette voice, you know? Like, yeah, like, I, uh, yeah, I really like hanging out with you. I think it's really fun. And if you want to keep hanging this summer, like, I'm really not looking for anything serious at all. But, like, if you just want to keep casually hanging out, I'd be really down for that because this is really fun. 
You almost want to get into the vocal fry of it all. This is really fun. <laughs> Versus like, I'm having such a good time. Like, that's a little e- overeager. You have to almost seem like, yeah, but I don't care what your answer is. Because I have um, I have options lined up around the block to be my summer fling. You're just like maybe the first person I'm asking. But not because you're my first choice. It's just because like you happen to be here. But again, we like them. We respect them. They like us. They respect us. But we are using them for their body. But we also like and respect them. We are, <laughs> respectfully, we are using them for their body. I think it's also important to like kind of define summer fling. Like to me, a summer fling is basically just sex. But if you want to like also maybe go out with them or go on dates or, you know, do summer activities with them. Totally. I hear you. That's where things maybe get a little bit messy. I think for a true summer fling, like a true expiration date relationship to work, there needs to be this clear boundary of like, this is exactly what this is. We are sex friends for the summer. Maybe you see each other out. Maybe you make friends with their friends. But I genuinely think if you want it to be just a fling and that's really what you want, It needs to have edges. It needs to have boundaries. You can't find yourself in a situation where all of a sudden it's been six weeks and you're thinking the summer is basically over, but this person and their friends and their life like has become so part of my life. Now I don't want this to end. And oh, no, I'm in love with them. And now we have to date (laughs) unless that's what you want. But like I'm just saying if what you truly want is no strings attached, super casual summer fling. Keep those fucking boundaries tight. Ugh, I want a summer fling so bad. I mean, like, I don't want a summer fling. You know what I mean? I literally do want to fall in love. I want love. I want passion. I want love. I want feelings. But also and in a much more real sense, God, there is nothing better than just having somebody that you know. Certain time of night rolls around, that is who you have this go-to person to text like, that's awesome. There's nothing, I, I truly think, especially in the summer, there's nothing better than that. I always feel sexier in the summer. I always feel flirtier in the summer, more fun. Like, it just makes it easier, doesn't it? Also, my legs are always shaved in the summer. <laughs> Unlike the winter where I let them get, um, <clears throat> well, you know, you need a little extra, <laughs> you need insulation. You need, you need hair there for warmth, you know? <laughs> versus in the summer where like I'm truly dripping sweat 24-7 so I shave everything so I'm aerodynamic like a swimmer (laughs) anyway summer fling good luck to you godspeed to you I hope you find that person um but just make sure you know exactly what you're getting into I don't want to see anybody getting hurt here please for the love of god don't pick a friend and don't pick somebody who's like kind of a monster do not pick that fucking frat guy you know, you know the one. You have the one in your head. You know who the fuck I'm talking about. Okay? Him? He's very attractive. He's hot. Maybe you guys have physical chemistry. But truly, if you stepped in front of a bus, he would not blink. It's not him. Do not pick him. Look at me. Do not pick him. <laughs> pick somebody who respects and likes you. Okay. Whew, I'm like sweating in this closet. <laughs> I'm going to start recording not in this closet uh, pretty soon. Uh, And I think I'm going to miss it, my little closet. But it is summer and I can't fucking record in here because the walls are sweating. I am sweating. 
things are going wrong. I can't have the air conditioning on because it's uh, very loud. So that is not going to work for me. And speaking of sweat, speaking of steam, let's get into our next DM, which is outfits for the hot, steamy New York City summer visit. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> it is hot in here. It is hot in here. Um, okay, so this was the DM. I can't, I'm not gonna say the name because they requested that I didn't, but this is from our listener who said, Okay, so I am in a li- I am a late night drive listener and I am in desperate need of some advice. I'm going to New York for the first time in July. Any fashion tips or outfit ideas? I know it's gonna be hot as hell, so I want to feel comfortable, but also look cute and feel fashionable. P.S. Extremely top secret, but I also think I might be getting engaged while I'm there. SOS, please send help with outfits. (gasps) Oh my God, engaged. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know why that just made me actually get butterflies. Like I don't know this person and I'm still like, oh my God, I love love. One of my friends uh, that I've known since high school uh, who lives here, she's getting engaged this summer like she knows she's getting engaged this summer her and her boyfriend have talked about it she doesn't know when it's happening she has a sneaking suspicion but she doesn't know so all we have been doing truly for the last like month or so is scouring every fucking website being like okay what is the outfit what is the fit what are we wearing when we get engaged I say we like I'm getting engaged obviously I'm not I don't even have a boyfriend (laughs) nor even a single romantic interest right now but you know, it's I'm part of it, okay? Because we're we're looking for the outfits, uh, and it's you know it's it's a fine line, you know. Like uh, like they say in Legally Blonde the musical, you don't want to come right out and say bride, but you know it has to be kind of bridal almost. Like you want to look at those engagement pictures and be like, oh, I was so ethereal and gorgeous and beautiful and bridal, but not too bridal. You don't want to come right out and say bride. I wouldn't I wouldn't wear white. So listener, I would not wear white. But maybe something like a, a, um, a midi dress, something kind of princessy if that's your vibe. Um, that's a good one, especially in the summer. Oh, God, it gets hot here. My number one advice, and I actually think, unfortunately, because of climate change, it's fucking hot as ball sack every single place in the summer. What is Arizona, like 112 degrees or something? Something crazy like that. Wasn't it hot like that in Texas, New Mexico? Like that whole southwest part of the country, like it gets fucking crazy. It gets like, oh, that's the temperature on Mars. I don't know what you wear. The only thing about over there is at least it's a dry heat. (laughs) Right. That's what people always say. I don't even know what that means. I've never been to a desert. What I can tell you about (laughs) What I can tell you about is wet heat. I can talk to you about humidity. Something I didn't expect about New York. Like people forget that New York City is an island and it's on the ocean. Because you would never you would never be like, oh, I'm an island gal. Like I'm I'm, you know, I'm here on the island of New York. Like you don't think of it as like this like tropical location. And it's not. It's fucking miserable half the year. But the summer Oh, girl. Oh, bestie. It is humid. I feel like the whole East Coast is so humid. I don't know why the West Coast isn't humid. Like, why doesn't the Pacific Ocean seem to do the same thing? Don't know. Unclear. But 
the Atlantic Ocean is, <laughs> she's a beast and she makes everything sticky and humid. So what do you wear? What do you wear when you want to have a fun night out, but you don't want to look like a melted candle by the end? The first hot tip I will give you, <laughs> hot tip, get it? Because it's hot out. Okay. The first hot tip I'll give you is you're probably going to look like a melted candle. <laughs> Like, there's just, there's just not a lot of avoiding it. Like, at a certain point, she said she was coming in July. At a certain point in the summer, I feel like you have to give up any expectation of looking fresh as a daisy. Like, you're just going to melt a little bit. You're going to be a little disheveled, a little wilted. I always try to be so cute in early summer. Like, I work real hard to be cute. Like, I keep my hair done. I wear cute little outfits. I always have my makeup fresh. By the end of the summer, guys, I... I throw on like my flowiest dress that makes me look like I have not one shape to my body. Like I am just, I'm just a triangle. Um, I don't wear makeup. Like I put on like sunscreen and I put my hair up in a bun, like in a claw clip and that's it. And usually I reach that point by about July. So I just... <laughs> Maybe I'm not the right person to ask because I'm so poorly insulated. I get hot so quick. I can't handle the heat. I am I am not my ancestors are not from places where it is either humid or hot, okay? I am a Polish girl. Like we are <laughs> we're hardy, but we are used to the cold. It does not get that hot there. I'm like Polish, I'm British. These are not climates that are cut out to be hot and humid. No ma'am, no ma'am. <laughs> I can't handle it. I feel like one of the things that I've really found to help is like having at least one element of your outfit be kind of flowy and not super form fitting. I know it feels like, okay, it's hot. So I'm just going to wear like little jean shorts, little tank top, whatever, you know, something like that, something tight. <laughs> when it's tight, like I feel like it doesn't let the skin breathe at all and you're not going to get any of the breezes and you're just going to have a giant wet spot on your back. You're going to get butt sweat. Like it's just going to be a whole thing. The best tip I can give you is something that is a little bit flowy, something that has some breath to it, something that has some air to it. You can still be sexy and, you know, cool and fun and hot and but with a little bit of flow to your fit. So, you know, like little like flowy shorts and a tighter top, always a cute look. And it allows some air so you're not getting swamp bass. I'm a big fan of dresses that maybe are tight at the bodice and tight around the boob, but then flow out if they're short or whatever, even if they're long, like whatever, as long as they flow out. So there's a little bit of air down there. Honestly, I wear a lot of like empire waist dresses because I need, I don't know, guys, my like stomach sweats like there's, I'm, <laughs> I really don't handle the, the weather very well. The thing about New York, though, is you can truly wear anything. I wear things when I go out that I feel like I would never wear, like I would never have worn if I lived in Chicago or the people don't really wear in L.A. Like you really can wear truly whatever you want. You can wear, a, a, like truly you can wear a sweatshirt and leggings to the bar. No one's going to blink. Like no one's going to look twice. You can also wear like things that are very fancy and very like um, expensive looking and extra. Like you can dress like that. Also, no one's really going to blink at you. You can actually wear whatever you want and you're going to look like you fit in as long as you wear it with confidence. The only thing I'm going to say, have something with flow to it. 
because it's goddamn it, it's hot and it's even hotter inside the bar sometimes because <laughs> it's tight. There's a lot of people crammed in one place. Everyone's in the same spot. Everyone's trying to get to the bar and always have a clip. Always wear your hair up. Congratulations on maybe getting engaged, though. That's really, really exciting. I kind of can't believe that. Every time I hear about somebody getting engaged, I'm like, whoa, but we're not old enough for that yet, right? Not true. We definitely are old enough for that. <laughs> Do you guys agree that when your friends from high school get engaged, it's kind of like, okay, this checks out. But when your friends from college get engaged, it's like, now hold on, <laughs> hold on just a minute. I saw you piss your pants while dancing on top of a bar. I am not sure. <laughs> That you are ready for this stage in your life. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that is exciting. Congratulations. I hope you do get engaged. If you do, I want to see those engagement pictures. Once again, wear something that makes you, that just truly wear something that makes you feel beautiful. Whatever it is. Know what your vibe is. Wear the dress. Wear the shirt. Wear the pants. Whatever makes you feel beautiful, wear that. Because at the end of the day, your partner, whoever's proposing to you, like, they love you in a t-shirt when you just got out of the shower. They love you when you're dressed up. They'll love you in your wedding dress. Like, you don't need to worry about what you're wearing for them, but worry about it for you. <laughs> like, wear something that you love yourself in. Ooh, I am not quite ready for, like, steamy summer, but it'll be fun, right? Oh, wait, I have a huge tip, though. Huge tip. All right, everybody who has a vagina, listen to this. Listen to me right now. Okay. When you are out and you are about and it is the summer, you are going to get sweaty down there. You're going to get sweaty. And then if you have a summer fling or something like that, you're going to want to go and see them. But you're going to be thinking to yourself, oh, my God, I'm so sweaty and I feel gross. And maybe you don't have time to shower. Here's a tip. Obviously, wait, I want to say this really quickly. Your natural smell, taste, whatever, it's all fine how it is. It's just that like sweat. I mean, like your sweat, like you know what I mean. Like when things get a little, it gets a little musty. Like you want, you want to freshen up a little bit before you um, are with somebody. So there are these things called water wipes. They're like very, very gentle, they're like basically baby wipes, but they're 99.9% .9 water. Like they have the highest water content of any wipe. So, you know, obviously you can buy things like the Summer's Eve wipes or whatever, but I don't know. Those have always made me feel a little weird uh, because they just, they have chemicals in them. They have various ingredients in them and they're like quote unquote pH balancing. And it's like, I don't really need that on my vulva. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I don't, um, I just need to like put some water on this and like make it not sweaty. So water wipes. 10 out of 10, I recommend them. They're just, they're literally basically just water. Um, so what you can do for a night out is just take a couple, put them in a Ziploc baggie, throw them in your purse. So if you're not at your home and you go to your summer flings place, you can freshen up and then you won't feel self-conscious. And as we all know, when you don't feel self-conscious, when you're not thinking about, oh my God, I'm so sweaty. I can't believe his face is in my crotch. You're going to have a lot better of a time because I feel like the female orgasm is very, very mental. And if you get distracted like that, it might not happen. So yeah, water wipes. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them at the grocery store. You can even get them on GoPuff. I think I got mine on GoPuff. And it'll just make you feel like you just took a shower and just like put water there, which is what all you need to do, by the way. If anybody is telling you you need perfumes and soaps and dyes and deodorants and shit, you don't. You don't need that. You just need water, truly. So 
I actually want to add like a little bonus DM before we get to our voicemail. So let's get into that right now. I want to push all the limits with you right now. So watch your feelings. The city screaming when I'm coming home tonight. We're living quick in the world. Gotta get it right now. Can you guys hear the construction that's happening outside? I'm so sorry if you do. Yeah, it sounds like there's a dinosaur dying outside my window. It's just going like... That's not a dinosaur. Like a whale, maybe. There's like a whale dying outside my window. So if you can't hear that, so sorry. I wanted to add this DM just because I, I read it and my jaw dropped. I truly was like, what the fuck? What? What am I reading? So, you know, last week we talked about jealousy and we talked about X boundaries and we talked about that kind of jealousy. So this person writes in and says, hey, I was wondering if you could deal, tell me about how to deal with irrational jealousy. First of all, no jealousy is irrational. You can be jealous about whatever you want to be jealous about. It's just a feeling. Okay. My ex-boyfriend broke up with me in a really shitty way a few months ago. Um, a text after three years together. Okay, so let me at him. Like, I'll kill him. Okay, and while I've definitely gotten over the relationship and moved on, even exploring if I might not like men, but I found out he not only has a new girlfriend, but has had this girlfriend since basically 48 hours after he ended our relationship. The way that I'm seething, seething with rage right now, but but, but that's not even the, let me keep going. I obviously assume he cheated on me. But that's not really the issue. The issue was jealousy. Okay, I kind of feel like the issue maybe is that he cheated on you, but no, like, let's keep going. Why am I jealous? (laughs) Why am I hurt? I don't get it because I'm over him and the relationship, but maybe I wanted him to be just as hurt as I was, and because he was able to move on so quickly and kind of forget me so quickly, I'm angry and I'm sad and I'm jealous. I don't want him back. That's not the issue. I'm over him, but this new girlfriend is really plaguing my thoughts. Bestie, listen to me. This is the most normal thing in the entire world. He was seeing... Okay. First of all, he was probably cheating on you, like, according to the details you've given. So, fuck that guy. Secondly, yeah, if he's dating somebody new and basically has been dating her since two days after you broke up, the way that I would... My brain would be clawing at me. Like, I would be so fucking jealous. Of course you're jealous. Of course you are. It's not even about him. It's just like, why would you not be? Like, that's truly the most normal thing in the entire world. This is... This this is where I... This is, like, why I feel so passionately about jealousy not being vilified. Because this person has stated a completely logical thing and a completely logical feeling that she's having about this situation. And she feels like there's something wrong with her for having these feelings. And it's like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with you for having these feelings. Anybody would have these feelings. I have these feelings for you. Like, I completely understand. And like, the way that you feel about this thing is so valid. But when your brain is telling you jealousy is bad and wrong and I'm bad and wrong and maybe what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? It's like you're just hurting yourself for no reason. I want to say this like a hundred more times. This makes sense. I would freak out. Like truly, I would freak out. I would slash some tires. Like I really, this would be the end for this man. Like 
of course you're feeling upset and jealous and angry. Like somebody who you loved for three years, first of all, broke up with you over text, strike one, probably cheated on you, strike two, and then moved on right away. Every single feeling that you are feeling is so fucking valid. And actually, if you burned his apartment to the ground, that would be valid too. Like, I'm... (laughs) Go get a baseball bat lemonade style and like break the windows in his car. Like that's what he deserves. Don't actually do that. That is bad advice. Don't do that. That's crazy. But don't. But also if you do like who am I to judge? Because that's <laughs> that would be my first thought. Oh, my God. Fuck this guy. You are so beyond justified in being pissed off and confused and angry and hurt. But like, fuck this guy. Please, please, please please do not feel like there's something wrong with you here. There is nothing wrong with you. Every single thing you were feeling is so valid. And honestly, I would focus on that anger. I would channel that anger. I would write down all of this. Like, I want to make sure, like, you never forget. You never forget what this motherfucker did. And I know you know this, but it isn't about her. I mean, if she was cheating with him, she that wasn't great of her either. But like, it's not really about her. Like, you know, it's because you're hurt that he doesn't appear to be hurt. Because he fucking clearly is a psychopath. He clearly has no emotions. There's something wrong with this man. And I want you to remember that. You are in the right here. You've done nothing wrong. Your feelings are valid. And you deserve so much better. And I know that you know that. But, like, let's, like, focus on that anger. Like, let's keep that anger burning and use it to propel us forward into a relationship where you're not being treated like this. Because fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All my homies hate that guy. If he's ever in the same room as me, like, he should watch out. Like, something's going down if I ever see him on the street. Like, it's on sight, okay? So, yeah, I needed to read that DM because the I had truly a heart attack reaction reading it. And I feel like a lot of us have been in that situation where somebody moved on really quickly and we're like invalidating our own feelings of like, why do I feel shitty? Like, is there something wrong with me? No. <laughs> no. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, and also, uh, if I may just say once more, fuck that guy. <laughs> Okay, let's move into our voicemail. Okay, our voicemail. So first of all, I just want to reiterate the the voicemail line is 847-282-0462. I picked that because it's the area code in my in my hometown. Uh, But yeah, that's the voicemail line and you are free to leave a message whenever you want. So this was the first like day, literally it was like one day where I had the voicemail line up. I got this one. This was clearly like a drunk voicemail and it made me laugh. (laughs) I'm just going to play this really quick because it like actually cracked me up. Uh, It was just, oh my God. No, so true, Vesti. Literally, so like you're so right. Oh my god, no, like it's very exciting, very exciting. So true. Um, I just thought that was really funny. Like, I wish there was more to it. I would love to hear what you wanted to say, but oh my god, is enough. I get it. Okay, so this is the actual DM. This was received, by the way, at five twenty one a.m. So somebody was having a night. Excited about that. Okay. Hi, Ellie. This might be a little young for your audience. 
but I'm currently experiencing my first summer home from college, and I feel like I've grown apart from my friends because I went out of state, and their friendships all stayed the same as they went in-state, and they changed. And I feel like I might be losing some friends this summer, as well as experiencing a little bit of trouble with a hometown crush, and I was wondering if you had any advice. Love your podcast. Bye. That was so cute. <laughs> it was like the cutest thing. Like actually hearing somebody's voice when they're sending in a DM, like a question for the show actually makes my heart flutter. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about this because I feel like it is that time of year. People are coming home from college um, and this might be your first summer home from college. This might be your last summer home from college, which by the way, we can do a whole episode on because that is the worst. Truly, that was the worst summer of my life. <laughs> summer 22 and you're like I don't know what I'm doing with my whole life (laughs) the worst but also I think that summer when you're first home from college like your first college summer is also like a very big time of change and I, I I think it's worth talking about because I remember what that felt like and actually you are you know caller you are not alone in the feeling of like growing apart from your friends especially in a scenario where it seems like you've gone out of state and like you've kind of created a new life and a lot of your friends have kind of stuck around and they've changed but they've also you know changed with each other and I'm sure it feels yeah I'm sure it feels really strange and really isolating uh the first thing I want to say is it's probably only I mean it's like the second week of May it's like the second week of May. It's totally possible that things will just get easier and get better um, after a little bit of time passes. You know, you guys get used to each other again. You know, you've been apart for kind of a long time. Instead of spending every single day together, now you're spending, you know, you spend most of the year apart and you only kind of have the summers together. Also, you had all these new experiences and, and were in a different state and met all these new people. They all met new friends. And yeah, people change, especially over your first year of college, your first time living on your own away from your family, you know, your first time really being responsible for yourself probably in that way. It's a year of big change. So if things feel a little weird or a little different, that could not be more normal. I also don't at all want to minimize friendships from high school because, you know, you could be friends with somebody from high school your whole life. I was just talking about somebody I was friends with in high school who, you know, we're still friends. She lives here. She's getting engaged. Like, we're still very close. Um, also, you know, two of my, one of my best friends from high school just got married and I went to her wedding with my other friend from high school who, like, is truly one of my best friends. Like, I, I love her so much. Like, those friendships, they do last, but it's the ones that are meant to last that last. So, I I wouldn't say it's like, all right, well, say sayonara to those friends then. It's not like that at all. But there will be a natural growing apart that occurs. And I think in this situation, you're feeling like everyone but you, like everyone stayed together while you grew apart from them. But that's, that's truly not the case. Like everybody's growing up and growing a little bit apart. I'm sure, honestly, they feel a little weird too. Like they feel like, you know, each other have changed or they don't like their friends from college or they do like their friends from college. People will stay friends and people will grow apart and it's all the most natural thing in the world. But I also think, I think it took me, like I remember when I came home from college the first summer, I was so, like so enamored by the friends I'd made in college. Like that was all I wanted to, those were the only people I wanted to talk to and hang out with and like we were 
God, remember group me? Like we were on group me all the time. And like, that was like my whole life was like thinking about my friends from college. And I definitely felt like less connected to my friends from high school, but I didn't love them any less and I didn't see them any less. It just, I think we all kind of felt a little like you're, you have your feet in two worlds, right? You have your foot in, you know, you've got one foot in this person you've been your whole life and you have one foot in this person that you're becoming. And I think there is this kind of push and pull tug of war thing there. You feel like, I feel like I'm worried I'm not going to have things in common with my friends because we don't know the same people anymore and we don't have the same experiences. But the fact of the matter is your friendships are about more than just knowing the same people, going to the same classes, um, going to the same parties, that kind of things. Your friendships are deeper than that. So eventually it normals out. You just need to readjust to like being around those people all the time instead of being around your college friends all the time. Um, I don't I'm not invalidating your feelings at all. It could I could 100 percent be wrong. And maybe you really you have grown apart. But I, I think it's probably just because not enough time has passed and there's like an adjustment period and you just feel weird. Like I remember feeling like I'd outgrown my entire life. Like when I came back from college the first summer, I was like. I feel weird in my bedroom. I feel weird driving around town in my car. I feel weird um, going to this restaurant with this person. Like I felt, I felt weird. Like it's a weird transition. I feel like that first summer and that last summer, those are, I think it's thundering. If you hear thunder, sorry. Yeah, that first summer home and then your last summer home before like join the workforce they're very like you feel weird you feel like lost you feel like everything is a little bit wrong like you're wearing shoes that are just a little too small for you and it's totally normal to feel a little bit out of place but your friends love you they love you very much they care about you and it's normal again I mean I can bring jealousy into it if you're feeling like they had experiences together and you didn't and you're feeling a little jealous of maybe the the growth of their friendship a little bit that's also normal but you're gonna make memories this summer you know you're gonna text over the year it's gonna be I don't know it's gonna be fine It, it really will be fine as much as it might feel stressful scary you know whatever it is right now things adjust and things start to feel more normal and I feel like even the second summer I was home, I felt so much more solid in my friendships from home because I felt more solid in my friendships at school. Like I felt more comfortable in who I was. And so when I came home, I felt again more comfortable in like what I what I was doing at home. So not to boil it down to hashtag it gets better, but you know, it does. It does get better. Like it really does. You'll find your way, but if you feel a little lost or a little awkward or whatever, all of that is totally normal. It's growing pains. And it'll be a fun summer. It'll be a fun summer. Actually, this was the worst summer of my life, but not because <laughs> not because of just like this, not because it was the first summer home from college. It just like was bad for me. Like truly, truly like not a good time for me personally, but not because of like the the structure of it just being the first summer home. Most people... It's totally normal, totally fun, totally fine, and you're going to be fine. Um, And yeah, I think, cuties, that that is our episode today. We obviously have to do our song of the week. Would you guys kill me if I did a country song? Oh, I actually posted. Sorry. (laughs) 
I posted the playlist. I I posted a link to it, but I feel like that link didn't work. I'm going to, I'll post it again tomorrow when I post the show. Um, So I'll put it on Instagram and then I'm going to um, have it under the late night drive highlight on my Instagram profile. So you can always find the playlist. But okay, so our song this week, it's I think perfect for the summer fling. It's perfect for the vibe we're going for. And the song is Sucker by Ari Hicks. I think it's sexy. I think it's fun. And it's saying like, I just want to have sex. (laughs) Which is our summer fling vibe. So yeah, um, if you liked the show, um, feel free to subscribe. If you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, It's a live show on Spotify Live, and then it gets re-uploaded every Thursday morning on Spotify's platform. You can search Taylor Talk and you'll find it. My social media is... Uh, Twitter is holy underscore schnitt. Instagram is Ellie underscore schnitt. TikTok is at Ellie schnitt. Maybe I feel like they should all be the same thing, but they're not. Um, <laughs> so um, you can feel free to follow me on there. That's a good, easy place to reach me for DMs. The voicemail line one more time is 847-282-0462. This is also linked on my Instagram profile, um, and it's going to be in the description of the show as well. And yeah, I think next week we're going to have a cute, fun guest. So I, I think you'll really like that. And yeah, I love you guys so, 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 so much. I hope you have an amazing week. Um, I hope you're not doing too badly with Mercury in retrograde and eclipse season <clears throat> and eclipse season. Crazy vibes out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love you guys. I love you so, 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 so much. As always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I will catch you next week. Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.